Thank you. You may be seated. Our second scripture reading is found in Matthew chapter 18. I'll be reading verses 21 and 22 in Matthew chapter 18. Then Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. Which will be You've probably heard and or used the phrase, choose your battles before. We use this phrase when we are considering what is worth fighting for. Whether it's parenting and deciding what we can let go and what we really need to tackle, uh, whether it's dealing with a co-worker or any number of relationships, choosing your battles is important. Choose what really matters. I mean, when you think about it, we, we only have a certain amount of time and energy and patience. So in order to deal with things, we really have to make sure that we choose wisely. Now, choosing our battles may work well in many areas of our lives, but I'm not so sure when it comes to forgiveness. Are we able to say that we can choose our battles when it comes to what or who we forgive? You decide. In the fall of 2006, the unthinkable happened when a one-room school full of Amish children was taken hostage by Charles Carl Roberts IV. After a few terrifying hours, Roberts bound, then shot ten girls, killing five of them before turning the gun on himself. Within hours, the Amish families immediately began extending their forgiveness to the gunman and visited his wife and parents to offer them comfort. They even attended the killer's funeral. A grandfather of one of the murdered girls cautioned the family not to hate the killer. We must not think evil of this man, while another father said he had a mother and a wife and a soul. Choose your battles. You decide. Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if my brother sins against me. Eric Fitzgerald, a young pastor and preparing to be a new father to a baby boy, lost his wife along with their unborn son when the driver of the other car fell asleep at the wheel after working a long shift as an EMT. Amongst the pain and grief, Eric was overcome with concern and compassion for the young man, Matthew Swatzel, upon hearing of his intense guilt and shame he was experiencing. Faced with the decision to pursue the case against Matthew, push for the maximum penalty or opt for a lesser charge, Eric chose the lesser charge as a chance to demonstrate God's forgiveness and love. In a chance meeting, Eric and Matthew ran into each other at a store and Eric immediately reached out to him in an embrace and they began to talk. Since that moment, the two developed a deep friendship despite the tragic circumstances that allowed them to cross paths. 
It's an unbelievable demonstration of forgiveness and complete restoration that only God can facilitate. Choose your battles. You decide. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often should I forgive? Just hours after his six-year-old daughter was gunned down in the Sandy Hook Elementary shooting, Robbie Parker bravely stood in front of cameras to publicly forgive the gunman that took his daughter and 26 other lives. With a trembling voice and tear-stained face, he offered this statement on forgiveness. We'd like to offer our deepest condolences to all the families who are directly affected by this shooting. It's a horrific tragedy, and we want everybody to know that our hearts and our prayers go out to them. This includes the family of the shooter, and I can't imagine how hard this experience must be for you. And I want you to know that our family and our love and our support goes out to you as well. He continues, as we move on from what happened here, what happened to so many people, let it not turn into something that defines us, but something that inspires us to be better, to be more compassionate and more humble people. Choose your battles. You decide. Peter asked, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often should I forgive as many as seven times? Just days after Dylan Roof ruthlessly took the lives of nine church members, family members of the victims remarkably began offering statements of forgiveness to him during a bond hearing. The daughter of Ethel Lance fought through tears to speak directly to Dylan. You took something very precious away from me, and I will never talk to her ever again. I will never be able to hold her again, but I forgive you. Choose your battles. You decide. Peter asked, as many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven Times. In 1993, a mother whose name was Mary lost her only son when O'Shea Israel shot him during an argument at a party. Mary's initial reaction was that she wanted justice. She wanted him to pay for his crime, which he did. After serving 17 years of a 25 and a half year sentence, he was released from jail and returned back to his old neighborhood right next door to Mary. This was not by accident, but by a remarkable act of mercy. A few years prior to his release, Mary was overcome by the conviction to forgive him, so she set out to do just that through the course of several meetings. After some time, she was able to not only forgive him, but help him upon his departure from prison. In fact, they don't just live close to each other, they are close in spirit. Mary gives God the glory with her ability to forgive such a tragedy. She said, unforgiveness is like cancer. It will eat you from the inside out. It's not about the other person. 
Me forgiving him does not diminish what he's done. Yes, he murdered my son, but the forgiveness is for me. It's just for me. Choose your battles. You decide. Jesus said to Simon Peter, not seven times, but 77 times. Probably one of the bravest and most remarkable women in history, Corrie Ten Boom risked her life to save the lives of others during the Holocaust by harboring Jews. However, due to an informant, Ten Boom and her family were arrested, ending in the death of her father and her sister who died at the Ravensbrück concentration camp in December 1944. Corey eventually was able to leave the concentration camp due to a clerical error. While speaking in a church concerning God's forgiveness, she came face to face with one of the former Ravensbrück prison guards who, not recognizing her, proceeded to ask Corey for forgiveness from the atrocities he had committed. After a prayer, Corey found the strength to forgive. You just heard six examples of extraordinary people who chose to forgive in spite of harrowing circumstances. Yes, they actually had a choice. Or did they? I would suspect that in each of these situations, the choosing of the battle was not in what to forgive or what not to forgive. Instead, the choosing of the battle was whether to forgive at all, ever. Whether to have a heart of forgiveness or not. So thinking in these terms, it really does simplify things for us as believers. Are we people who choose a forgiving or an unforgiving lifestyle? In this way, there really are no choices as far as what battles are too big or too small to forgive. Do we really have a choice? Well, Simon Peter thought we did. He thought there must be limits. William Barclay writes, We owe a great deal to the fact that Peter had a quick tongue. Again and again he rushed into speech in such a way that his impetuosity drew from Jesus teaching which is immortal. On this occasion, Peter thought that he was being very generous. For you see, the rabbinic teaching was that you could forgive up to three times. And so Simon Peter was certainly expecting to be commended for suggesting seven times. You know, three, let's double it to six and just add one for good measure. Seven times? But Jesus' answer suggests that there are no limits on forgiveness. No battles to choose. You see, forgiveness is the order of the day in God's kingdom. And so I ask, which battle in your life have you been holding out on? 
Who is it in your life about whom you've been saying to yourself, that does it. I'm done with them. They've hurt me too many times. Maybe it's someone who's been confrontational with you. It seems like every time y'all are in the same room, you cannot ever say anything without a sarcastic or cutting remark coming back at you, and y'all are like oil and water every time you're in the presence of each other. Maybe it's more subtle than that. Maybe it's someone who spreads rumors about you behind your back. Maybe it's the person, for whatever reason, gets pleasure in running you into the ground to other people behind your back. Maybe it's the person who just loves to sow discord and you happen to, to be in their sights, even in the church. Maybe it's the person who disagrees with you on some issue. I stumbled into one of those conversations at work Friday. We disagreed. We didn't understand each other. We're not going to understand each other, but we're not going to break fellowship over it either. Maybe it's the person who's committed a crime against you. Maybe you're an Equifax customer. The list goes on and on and on. There is certainly no shortage, nor will there ever be a shortage of situations that call for forgiveness. And at some point, we might be throwing our hands in the air and shouting, Really? Do I have to continue to forgive this same person, this thorn in my side? It's like you're saying that I have to keep forgiving until I go to the grave, God. Well, yes, that's exactly what Jesus is saying because that's exactly what Jesus did. I remind you back in Luke 23 when they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them. And in forgiving them, he forgives us. You see, we forgive and have the capacity to forgive over and over and over again because God has and does forgive us over and over and over again. Maxine read what the psalmist wrote, the God who forgives all your iniquity, the God who is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, the God who does not deal with us according to our sins nor repay us according to our iniquities, the God who removes our transgressions from as far as the east is from the West. Aren't we glad that God does not choose his battles with us? Earlier I spoke of those six extraordinary people who chose to forgive in the face of harrowing circumstances. But when you consider the reality of God's kingdom, those folks really were not that extraordinary at all. And so how did they do it? Well, they were forgiven themselves. 
And because they knew that God could and would forgive them and had forgiven them, and because they had experienced that forgiveness firsthand, it gave them the wherewithal and the power to forgive others. And so you see, they were no different from you and me. We've been forgiven too. And so the question remains, will you choose your battles or do you really have a choice? Let's pray.